This is Voyage Around My Arga, a light-hearted conversation about home, family, people's lives, seasonal living, inspirational ideas, and of course, Argas. In this episode, we get all technical with the award-winning cookbook, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, explore new ways to use elderflower, and Charlotte wants to be remembered by highlighting the tiny forget-me-not. I feel like we're recording in a wind tunnel. Oh, don't. It is. It is. May. May. <laughs> May. I, have we got April's weather in May? I think we do. Drip, drip, drop little April showers. It's not just April showers. It's torrential rain. But we were moaning. Hail. And then with so much wind, the thick, the big garden furniture has been blown all over the garden. I had to go chasing round to get the cover off the, the barbecue. That was a really good tip, wasn't it? Get yes. the barbecue out. <laughs> you curse the weather. Well, don't. Well, you know we've been organising this pop-up event. We've had to cancel that this weekend. Just too dangerous. So now tell me about that. So, um, Rempston Artisan Pop-Up. Yes. It's the first event and myself and a couple of girlfriends lara who has the lovely rempston yeah herself and we decided that actually after lockdown we'd like to be able to support local businesses yeah. and local artisan traders so lara said why didn't you come and host it at her beautiful house and gardens so we we did and it's going was going ahead on monday on monday sorry sunday but we've now had to cancel because due to of, weather. Because of the weather. Well, and people, gazebos, you know, they'd be blown across. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's health and safety. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if I was having cut flowers, they would be blown, shredded petals <laughs> everywhere. Lots of people's packaging is very um, environmentally friendly, so paper, soggy. It's just too much of a risk. Yeah. Yeah, and you wouldn't come. I mean, you would think twice about coming. I mean, well, you yeah. would come, and I did to support me. No, absolutely. But I did check the weather forecast, and they're thinking it's a hundred percent chance. Yeah, of, I know. I've actually liked drizzle. One well, can that, cope yeah, with, but not you would like cope we've with. Been having. And cold. Yeah, cold. So we've postponed it to the thirteenth of June. Okay. So if you haven't bought your ticket yet, <laughs> go ahead and buy it. And that's on Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Um, and all the details are on my Northcombe Flowers social uh, Instagram account. Okay. And there's some wonderful artisans going to be there as Be-u- well. Right? I mean, amazing. We've got the most amazing truckle truck, which has got lots of lovely cheeses and an old citron Ooh. van. Um, and she, Caroline, just looks fantastic. Uh, lovely woodworking, so trivets and chopping boards. And he's got some beautiful bits and pieces. Um, a lovely local potter. Um, amazing silver jewellery, a couple of local artists, one textile artist. I mean, some candles, candles, plants, really interesting cake, bread, Purbeck ice cream, chocolate and cider. So, you know, we've really hand-picked who we wanted to come. Fantastic. And they are all based in Dorset. Yeah, it's just a pity. I know. I was really looking forward to it. But it's still going to happen. So yeah. it's going to be on the yeah. 13th of June. But I'll, I'll keep you all updated. Yes, please do. Um, please but do. Yes, enough about that and the weather. The weather. Oh, yeah. oh. More time to watch TV. TV, yes. Yes. Have you been? Actually, I've been watching a couple of things. What have you been watching? Uh, Pursuit of Love by, oh, which Mitford sister? Nancy uh, Mitford. Nancy Mitford. Yeah, so I've seen the first episode. And did you like? I did. I did. Although it was quite funny. There was a bit of a fuss on the news the next day. People saying, can't hear it, can't hear it. And we did actually have to turn the volume up. Several that? times it did. It does. It happened a couple of years ago. There was some of the dramas were accused of mumbling a little oh, bit. Oh, the wolf was it? Wolf Hall. The, 
Oh, it was, hold that, so that was A, I couldn't see, and, yeah. B, <laughs> and B, I couldn't hear it. Or was no, that my age? I did, in, I did enjoy it. There was, it was, I read some of the re reviews the next day, and I think there was one review that really, really loved it. There was another review that really didn't, in the newspapers, didn't really love it and didn't really like Lily James, but I thought she was excellent. She was Lily lovely. James. And the thing is, I think it's a bit of a hard um, TV slot to follow from the um, line, of duty. line of duty. Well, I am waiting to find out who H is in this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so you've, I think, so people are sort of perhaps expecting something a bit more gritty yes. and it's a little bit more fri frivolous, which I love. But you know who, who adapted and has directed it? Emily Mortimer. Oh, okay. Who's John Mortimer's daughter. daughter. I mean, the she fashion was... and the clothes is just yes. lovely. Um, and then there's another one, actually, I've started watching called The Pact. Oh, no, didn't see that. Oh, really good, BBC. Is that with Hayley Hesman? Uh, no, not Hayley. It was the girl who... Julie she was, she Hayley, was Hayley, Hayley in Coronation yes, Street. Yes. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The trust and then they're being blackmailed and there's obviously more family history. It's a really good... Oh, right, okay. Pretty easy plot to follow of yeah. who's done it, but actually quite nice for a, oh, it's a midweek... Oh, no, it's drama. about something else. But actually they have released the whole um, box set now because they... they Test, you know, they tempted you on Monday and Tuesday yeah. with the first two. Um, and then we watched okay. number three last night, but really enjoying it. Oh, okay. I'll look at that. I I watched this week this fantastic documentary on it's on Sky Documentaries, although I watched it on Now TV, which is the streaming bit that you can have access to. Um, but it was originally produced for HBO Max in the US. Um, about Tina Turner, about her life. Okay. And it is brilliant. It's just called Tina and it it documents her life. And I know, you know, most people are very aware of the life she had with Ike and then leaving Ike and the domestic um, abuse and violence coming out and then obviously completely rebuilt her, her career. She had an awful I mean, terrible. Time. But what was really, really interesting about the documentaries, A, she is interviewed in it and her current husband that she's been with for quite a long time now. And of course, she's really retired. From, How old is she now? Um, she's in her 80s now. She She's retired from the industry. And this is kind of her just putting a lid on everything. Yeah. And just this will be the probably the last interview that she, she does. But what was... It, it, in some respects, so it's it, sad, but also um, uplifting in many respects was that she became, she felt she really became defined as being um, a domestic abuse survivor, which is never what she wanted. When she told the story about what had really happened with Ike, she just wanted to put a lid on it, get it out there that that's what had happened, and then not talk about it again. But what happened was, of course, the more she talked about it, and then the film Itina came out when the, and with um, Angela Bassett, is it just kept, she couldn't do an interview without, without it, it ever being, being discussed, up. no matter what the rest of success yeah. she was having. And she was one of the biggest stars in the world. And at the age of 40, she was in her 40s when her career took off again. And she'd said to Roger Stone, who became her manager, that what she really wanted was to be able to fill big stadium audiences and be the big female rock and roll star, which was the most unbelievable dream. And, of course, she did it. Mm. And yet it's all overshadowed mm. by what had happened with, with Ike. And she had to learn to sort of... To, to basically take on that story and allow that to be part of her life. But was frustrated it kind of came to define her, which I can completely understand. And what was really fascinating is they were showing some of the interviews around that time. 
And I'm used to seeing interviews where some of the male interviewers ask these really inappropriate questions of female stars. Mm, and you're mm. like, I, oh God, I know, can't believe, cannot you, just, believe you just asked And that. if it was the other way around, they would not be asking it. Well, what was so interesting, the number of female interviewers that would ask her, I was like so taken aback by some of the questions really? that it wasn't just male interviewers, that it was female interviewers as well. And and you, you just wouldn't be able to ask the questions like they did in this, this day and age. But it, it was really, really worth watching. I thought it was a really well done documentary. Okay. I've seen Tina Turner live about three times. Why are you rolling your eyes? Do you think I'm going to go off on some great story now, don't you? Maybe, maybe it could be one of those um, Steve stories. Should I get a book? You probably should. So, Okay, we're going for it then. Yeah, Stephen and I both separately had seen Tina Turner and she by far is one of the best people I have ever seen live. And I don't, as you know, I don't like big crowds. I really don't like being in big crowds. So it's got to be something quite special for me to go to one of those big stadium concerts. And I'd seen her and she was at the height of, of, and she'd come back and really was at the height of her, of her career. But I think her final tour was 2009 and we'd gone to see her at the O2. And bear in mind, she's in her sixties now. So she still had the most amazing, amazing figure and she'd come out on stage and it was really cleverly done. She didn't dance as much as she used to. She had a good group of backing dancers that, Danced very Tina Turner styly and everything, and she still has a very good voice, but she was undersung on some of the higher notes. That there would be other singers, the backing singers, and everything. And it wasn't that she couldn't sing; it was just she was supported, and you know, it certainly wasn't disappointing. And the only thing that there was, we thought a couple of times. She's really not dancing very much, and at the end of of the first act, she does Beyond Thunderdome. Um, from Mad, the theme tune from Mad Max, um, We Don't Need Another Hero. And she's on top of this high cage and there's this guy and she's all dressed up as Auntie Entity, the character she played in the film. It's a great song. I love the song. And it closed that one. But there's this guy stood behind her and she's just standing there and you're like, she's really not that steady. And then Act Two started and she does this whole a cappella section, which was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. She did Help and various other songs. Anyway, we get to the end of the concert. She goes off, it's all finished. And then, of course, there's going to be the encore. She comes back onto stage and she's dressed in these fabulous black skin tight trousers, these huge six inch Louboutin heels and this white pirate shirt. And throughout the concert, there's this been this steel bar on the side of the stage. She goes over to the steel bar, starts singing. This whole steel bar suddenly raises up. And this arm, which must have been about, oh, I don't know, 10 meters long or more swings out into the audience and it's only about a foot wide she's running up and down in these Louboutin heels hanging off the end singing it brought the house down it was absolutely so she was very sort of reserved until this bit and And then you think my god let rip it was still got it it was brilliant absolutely brilliant and of course we didn't know at the time that that was going to be the last time you know the last tour she did but anyway it was amazing so I hope that was worth quite a long story no lovely fascinating Steve so Mr Manners what is our book of the week so this week it's a book called salt fat acid heat which 
I know it doesn't sound the most interesting. I'm sorry. It's a dog squeaking. It's a puppy. <laughs> hello, little man. Hello. Um, Archie's come to say hello. It's less of a recipe book, more of a reference book, but it does have a huge section of recipes in it. And it was the Sunday Times Food Book of the Year in uh, 2017. And it's written by a woman called Samin Nosrat, uh, Iranian descent, but actually grew up in the, in the US and didn't come to cooking until a little later um, in, in, in life. And it is fabulous. It yes, is, you rave. I. It is. So it's basically, it, the subtitle is Mastering the Elements of Good Cooking. And what it does is break down what are the core areas that make up a dish, which is obviously salt, fat, acid, and heat, and how each of those different elements, understanding each of those elements and how they all work together. So, for example, when you look at salt, um, there's this whole... And, and by the way, the illustrations of the book by, by a woman called Wendy McNaughton are absolutely fantastic. It's all hand illustrated, but in a very um, rough way and actually with great humour as well. No, so, it, it reminds me of sort of school. Yes, um, I love it. Which I, is lovely. I, I love Learning. It. It's very engaging. Visual. So there's this, there's this one thing for here. So it's called the salting calendar, which is sort of a friendly reminder of when to salt your food. So, for example, you know, chicken... Thick steaks, quail, duck, um, and if you're doing anything with beans and and um, um, soaking them and everything, then you should salt them the day before. You shouldn't wait until you're just ready, ready to put it in the oven and then salt it. And it's all about when to use salt, how salt works. So it's about the science behind it as well. And so it goes through each of those different sections, and then it also talks about how they all work together. So, as and, and as an example, if you look in the fat section, they look at all the different fats from around the world and then who uses what different fats. Because, for example, in Iran um, and in the, the Middle Eastern and the, um, and the uh, Eastern countries, they tend to use a lot of uh, clarified butter. Obviously in <laughs> India, they use ghee and things like mm -hmm. that. So... And so they, the fats they use tend to be very different than we tend to use um, more in the in the Western um, market. Oh, so the Caribbean is coconut oil and yes, milk, and, and coconut milk, and then a neutral oil. Lard is used quite quite heavily in some um, in some territories. So it goes through those. But then, um, if you look at, for example, in the acid section. It also talks about how acid can actually trigger a chemical reaction. So, for example, if you add acid too early to green vegetables, it will diminish the colour. It actually draws the green out and it actually can, can make them quite, um, quite drab looking. But acid add, added to red and purple vegetables and ingredients will enhance and enrich the, the colour. Okay. So again, it's about when do you use lemon and lime and citrus and and those different um, oh, wow. and vinegar and those different acids and that in and of itself, just that whole those whole four sections, I find absolutely fascinating. And it's a lot to sort of take in, and you it's one of those books you go back to, and you, and if you're thinking of. 
you know, I've started to become a little bit more experimental rather than just slavishly following recipes. I'm starting to sort of... Are you? I am. But if Ooh. I'm a little unsure about when should I do that or when I'll go to... This is a book that I'll go okay. to just to try and sort okay. of figure out when's the right time to use a certain ingredient. But just there's this... Um, there's one section on, on salads, for example. So they break it down into and obviously you're not really looking at heat necessarily in a in a salad um and it's not heat as when in, you're talking heat you're talking I'm cooking talking cooking heat not chili. not chili heat they give an example of how to build an ideal salad so you know what's going to give you the salt what's going to give you the fat what's going to give you the acid what's going to give you the crunch um and and then there's an umami section as well because you obviously want that umaminess in a in a salad as well and if you get the balances right on those so you know a caesar salad is a perfect example mm -hmm. of something that has got all those different elements in then it will really help you to develop your dishes whilst uh getting a bit more information together to talk about it today i realized i didn't know that there was a netflix oh. series based on this and have you had a chance to watch the i netflix? haven't but okay. there are four episodes obviously um each one set against a different oh, okay. of and the one on fat is set in italy it's in japan for salt mexico for acid and the u.s for heat and i will definitely definitely now go and definitely watch that. definitely need to watch that yes so that's the book of the week and i would really recommend having a look at it, especially if you are interested in just understanding the mm. alchemy mm. and how different things work together. Mm. Right, Mrs. Toombs, so we're on to our seasoning ingredient. Which is the elderflower. Oh, lovely. And everyone immediately thinks of cordial. Of course. Um, which is delicious, or elderflower champagne. And as, a, as an alternative, when you're not drinking and there is champagne on offer, elderflower champagne is just delicious, isn't it? I don't think I've had elderflower champagne. You're not, or elderflower with fizzy water. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, but, yeah. You, but there is elderflower champagne, which I haven't made, but you can make elderflower gin and champagne. I think you put the cordial in the champagne. I need to read up so on how, that, do you know how you make cordial itself? Uh, well, it is sugar, lemon, citric acid, which is to stop it. It's, it's to keep it. Stop it going off. Stop it browning and yeah. fermenting, basically. It's just the right um, ratio of sugar. I mean, we've made it, Izzy's made it a couple of times in the past, and it's been too sweet. Right. Um, so either more lemon. My friend Lara, she makes delicious. So I must actually get her recipe. But it's something like 80 flower heads. I mean, it takes a lot um, of flower heads. And actually, one a uh, few weeks back on uh, Gardener's World, there was a chap that was an elderflower he had the collection of all the different varieties and there's so many different flavors that the flowers can give off oh, right okay uh, it, um there's like a black currenty one or a sort of an orangey one um just fascinating um but it can be used in a, as a flavoring for panna cotta uh sorbet cake and then I actually saw quite a nice recipe for just a chicken garden salad with an elderflower dressing. Oh, which lovely. I thought. Lovely. Um, and then we both came across, which was quite funny, wasn't it, um, to deep fry the flowers? Yes. So you can, you do, them a a you yeah. can do them in a tempura batter. Oh, it's in a magazine. Um, so, um, so basically, they're elderflower fritters. So if you get about 15 elderflower heads, remove the stalks. Um, you want your oil very hot. So obviously, if you've got a deep fat fryer, fabulous. Do you have one? I do. Do you, um, Steve? Do you, you have a deep fat fryer? You uh, make sure that it's 180 degrees. 
whisk 100 grams of self-raising flour with two teaspoons of caster sugar and an egg and add 150 millimeters of sparkling water. And it's got to be sparkling water for tempura, the tempura batter, yeah. um, to loosen the batter. You deep it, dip each flour head into the batter and fry for 30 to 60 seconds until golden. Remove with a slotted spoon, dry on kitchen paper, dust with icing sugar and eat Ooh, immediately. Lovely. Now, um, it is in flour pretty much april till august yes, yes so it's got a very long season but i i've also read and been advised that you shouldn't wash the flowers no that you just give them a gentle shake because if you wash them you actually remove the pollen which mm. actually gives it mm -hmm. a lot of its its flavor mm -hmm. um and taste so you shouldn't just wash them you should and, just gently shake them. um one thing i do to get rid of uh, bugs on my cut flowers because i don't use any pesticides i chuck the flowers in a bucket of water drinking yeah. in a dark space with a chink of light so if there are any bugs they fly towards the light oh so you could probably use that same method stay away from the light carry yes, on yes. remember poltergeist yes, yes. <laughs> the other advice i was given is you should gather them when it's dry and they're warmed by the sun. by the sun so that there's less water on them sun oh sun. that would be that would be nice so we won't be doing making cordial this weekend then i don't think so i'd heard is that they're very good to dry as well so basically if you um, line a baking sheet and put the flowers on the baking sheet and the flower heads warm them out of the sun for a few days turning occasionally and then when they're dry just use a fork to remove the little flowers from the stalks store it in a clean jar and then you can use you can use those in icings or in cakes Ooh, I could or, do it in my dehydrator um, yeah oh if you've got a dehydrator yeah. or yeah. in or any recipes that are looking for fresh uh, elderflowers you can use you can use them there. or um, I did come across in another book I was looking at uh, tea bags so I must look in the herbal tea section right for flavorings yeah because you could do flavored vodka flavored gin um and I know you don't like it also but I thought it would be nice in a panna cotta oh no comes you don't like panna cotta anything that wobbles <laughs> tip of the week why are you laughing? <laughs> it's the way that you, you bang your triangle. I was trying to do it theatrically. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that theatres are open. Yes. Again. Yes. 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 Did you think that was more theatrical than normal? I, it was, it was, it was just like Les Mis. Yeah. With intent. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. okay. What is our tip of the week? So we'd had a couple of people ask us, what did you mean by a butterflied leg of lamb? Um, when we mentioned it on the barbecue, that very useless barbecue tip. Yeah, because we've done a lot of that, last week. We? So a butterfly, there's a couple of things I just wanted to mention about lamb. So a butterfly leg of lamb is basically, and you can ask the butcher to do this for you, it is much easier than trying to do it yourself, but it's a leg of lamb which is taken off the bone. And when they take it off the bone, it basically, it, they, they, it almost unrolls it from the bone. Lots of hand actions going, going on, on here. Um, it's much thinner, and so it's a flatter piece of meat, and it cooks incredibly quickly. 20 minutes, half an hour? 20 minutes. Uh, if you want it um, pink, quite pink, which, as you know, I do, really 20 minutes is fine. It's brilliant to marinade, uh, so it's great for barbecuing. And if you're looking at it from an agar point of view, uh, then it literally is 20 to 30 minutes in the roasting oven, depending on, obviously, the size of the, the leg of lamb originally. But that's a butterfly leg of lamb, and it's a really, really tasty and quicker way of cooking of cooking lamb but as i say you can ask your butcher to do um to butterfly it for you 
Then the other tip, and I, I learned this at chef school, and I had never, ever known this, but I do quite a lot of lamb rack. And I, you know, quite often get them and then cut them up or sometimes cook them, you know, as a couple of racks. What I had never known, even when you buy it from the butcher, there's a very thin membrane. If there's quite a, a thick bit of fat on the lamb, there's a very thin membrane. And if you just take a knife and very gently at the side of the fat, you pull off that membrane. And it really is a membrane. It really is a membrane. The difference it makes to it rendering down, down the fat is incredible. Really. And so what you do is you take off the membrane and there if you score, and if you do quite small scoring, quite close together mm -hmm. scoring, then it will render the fat down so much quicker, so much more effectively. You won't overcook the lamb. The lamb. Trying to get the fat to go down. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I love fat. So well rendered fat is just yeah, yes, I love we do. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's my tip of the week. Thank you. You're welcome. So when we can get to barbecue. Yes, try it out. And so we come. To the special section charlotte's special section charlotte's corner yes this week the flower is forget me not oh are you, are you familiar with forget me not well yes but probably my, <laughs> i mean yes i know what they are but i tell you when anyone says forget me not it all re reminds me of the george michael song oh really yes oh yes. oh no 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 i just think of the little pretty blue flowers okay <laughs> difference i guess absolutely <laughs> yes yes well that's what makes the world go round yes. isn't it we're all different um forget me not tiny little blue flower and it's actually my daughter's favorite flower right um they are a biennial so you will plant them say at this time of year but they won't flower until next, next year. year but once you have them you will not get rid of them right and they pop up all over the place so they're a weed basically is that what you're saying no they just self seed <laughs> and it's a very pretty weed so i don't mind it self seeding um, it's a uh, Greek, well, it's Latin name, or it's actually ancient Greek, is myositosis, which <laughs> is ancient Greek for a mouse's ear because they think the leaves are thought to resemble the shape of the mouse's ear. And the ear, the, the leaves are sort of ear, mouse ear shape. And they are, so, you know, how some um, plants can be almost furry, yes. hairy, yeah. and they're like that. So you could see why where it would get that nickname. But right. I think Mouse's Ear is quite a sweet name. Yes. I quite like that. Um, and obviously in the language of flowers, forget-me-not means don't forget me, remembrance, true love, and memories. Um, and this is, comes about, about a, ger a German folk tale of about two lovers who were about to get married. And as they were walking on the banks of some river, the day before the wedding, the bride admired some small, beautiful blue flowers and her fiancé stopped to pick them for her. He fell into the river and he was swept away by the waters. He threw the bunch of flowers at her, exclaiming, forget me not. And that apparently in German oh. folklore is how the name comes about. Um, well, you see, now ever since you've been talking, I've been trying to remember what song the George Michael <laughs> song was called. It's a sample of another song that is sending you forget me not. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Right. No, I don't. Okay, no. sorry. Maybe you'll just have to play a little trailer. <laughs> Your then, editing skills. Then we'll have to play pay royalties and everything. Wow, 
Can you believe it? We come to an end of yet another episode. I and actually, cool, number 17, really. We're not in our, t- we're virtually adults now. I know, <laughs> in I know. <laughs> wow. So um, this is the bit that you sign off. Yes. So as ever, please don't forget that you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Voyage Around My Arga, on Twitter at Arga Voyage, and you can email us at voyagearoundmyarga at gmail.com. For those following us on Apple, latest check was that the uh, the problems with their algorithm change still hasn't been resolved. Um, so we're looking into that right now um, because, of course, we've got so much power with Apple to sort that out. And please review yes. and subscribe. Yes, please. And spread the word and tell your friends. Yes. How wonderful. Especially if you enjoy it. If you yes. don't enjoy it, then Fair obviously. Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.